Welcome to the inner world of filmmaking. I'm your host, Tammy McGarrow. I'm an editor, podcaster, and still photographer. In this show, I will interview filmmakers in all facets of production and distribution. I'm so excited to introduce writer-director Maria Gabriela Cardenas, who has just completed her directorial debut, A Dark Foe, a psychological thriller. Welcome, Maria. Happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. It's a pleasure. Well, first off, I just want to say a big congratulations, you know, on your feature film, A Dark Foe. I mean, that takes a lot to put, uh, to write it, to then produce it, direct it, complete it, and then air it. So I just wanted to say congratulations on this accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it it was a tough time, but, you know, we made it happen, which is, that's the end goal in the end. Uh, And I'm going to ask a question about that, too. Uh, So you wrote this script with your father, Oscar Cardenas, who also starred in it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the film, how you came up with the story, and how was it writing with your dad? Well, um, okay, let's see where I start. Um, so, So I came here, I came to Los Angeles to study film about 10 years ago, right? And from Venezuela. And uh, my my father always had like this passion for film, but he didn't pursue it as a career. So when I started, you know, learning how to do short films and how to set up a camera, I told my father like, oh, you should be in my short films because <laughs> it, it has been his passion all his life, you know, and he acted in Venezuela for a while, but then he left it. So so he accepted. And, and from there, uh, we did like several shorts. When I was doing my master's in 2018, we we were like, you know, it's time for a feature. Like we, we should get our hands on a feature and and try to do the big thing. <laughs> we were going back and forth on ideas. We both love noir films. I grew up watching noir films all my life with him. You know, like all the Hitchcock stuff. Just going back and forth. We wanted to do something with a phobia, and it just started. You know, like bouncing back and forth. And he still lives in Venezuela, so it, it was like uh, FaceTime all the time before some. You know, before the pandemic thing that is at least now a right. thing. We were doing it then, and yeah, my my dynamic working with him is really good because I think we have the same taste. We love both thrillers and horrors and and we kind of have that the same taste in those kind of films so so when we are writing uh we have very similar points of view and then if we if we don't agree with one with one if someone's saying something um it's still understandable you know like the the dynamic you would think is like oh father and daughter but it it does not really at least i think my dad respects me you know in that way as that when we're working we're working we're both artists you know what I mean? And the same yes. it was when I was directing him, you know, on set. He really listened to me and I, I do appreciate that. You know? If not, I don't think we would have worked <laughs> as a team. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me, like, what is the film about? Well, the film is about a tortured FBI agent who suffers from a condition known as nyctophobia, which is an irrational fear of the dark that was caused Mm -hmm. when he was a young boy uh, because a serial killer murdered his mother and took his sister away. So he is going to set to go look for this serial killer and find justice for his family. Wow. So it's a a light film. Uh Yeah, very light. (laughs) You know, you had some great talent in there, like Selma Blair and Graham Greene, yeah. uh, to name a few. 
How did you go about casting? How did you get those stars? In 2015, I met a, a producer. Her name is Amy Williams, and I think my film wouldn't have been possible without her, you know, because I, I met her and I worked for her as a PA uh, for the feature Mothers and Daughter, and Selma was there. So I was there, you know, <laughs> just giving coffee and stuff like that, you know, PA stuff. And then one yes. day... Uh, one day, one of the line producers or someone just approached me because they needed an extra, and that scene was with Selma. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I met her, and we had like a, little, a really small scene together. And uh, then years after, I approached her in 2018, I think it was, and I, I told her about the feature, and she read it, and she she was like, she she decided to be part part of the producing team with us, you know, and. That's how we got Selma, uh, because first I was able to meet her, and she also worked with Amy before, the producer, so uh, so that was a good thing. <laughs> and then, now what about Graham Greene? For Graham Greene, it, it was with our casting director. Our casting director, Jamie, uh, approached with our screenplay, and, and he liked it, you know? So we were lucky, because with him, we we were able to start pushing the project, you know? To a right. else because he was first then Selma. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's amazing. Well, both of them are amazing. Oh, I love them. They're and they're so kind. You know, they're so kind, and they were so willing for the amount of hours. You know, in these to totally different game, <laughs> and the amount of hours that you have to put in, or the crazy hours. You know, so I was very, very, very grateful to have them both. Not that we also had like Glenmore Shower that he did like the twenty four series. He was super sweet too, and Bill Bellamy. You know, like I was just like pinching myself every every day, just being surrounded by so many talent. You know. Yeah, yeah. When I was looking at the names of the cast, I was like, "Oh my god, you <laughs> have a lot of great people in there." So that I mean, and I guess it's a little bit about who you know, who you know, and then who knows who, and you know, and then it all kind of comes together. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> how many pages was your script, and then how many shooting days did you end up doing? One, 108 pages, but we did 28. 28 was good. It was a yeah, good time. It a... was still rushed. It was still rushed, but it was good. You know, we made it happen. And, and like, there wasn't... Th well, we even shot stuff that didn't make the film, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah it, it was, you know, it felt rushed because there were some scenes that, you know, were heavily uh, visual effects heavy or fight stuff, you know, th those are the ones that usually get a little bit of more time that I wish right. we had a little more time, but, you know. You can only do what you can do, right? Exactly. <laughs> what was the biggest challenges that you had on set? Well, for me, I would say the biggest challenges were, uh, this was my first time directing a feature, and I think that was my biggest challenge because... Uh, before, before in my previous projects, I always worked with people I knew, you know, so this time I was working with a lot of people that, um, were more exp experienced than me, let's say, you know, they've been working for other features for, for a long time now. And, you know, this male and female dynamic I, of like the toxicity, I never really experienced it until, until my feature. Because, you know, I came there every day with like a huge smile on my face, like this is my first feature. We got to make it happen no matter what. And then. Right. I have certain people in the crew where, you know, they just looked down at me and they were questioning me all the time by saying like, oh, why do you want to make this shot? Or why do you want to do this close up? Like all all the time, you know, like 
questioning me. So so that was the I think that was the challenging part not to care about that and just focus on my actors and the performance and get the day the day done and the scenes, you know? Because you 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 want to go there and have like a happy set, you know, happy set yeah. or, or or you know everyone getting along with each other. But in that case, my film was not like that. So I just had to push through in that part, you know. But overall, all, everyone was really great. But there were certain people, <laughs> you know. But 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 that that can really damage the energy, you know. It seems like it's more men doing that. Yeah. Is there anything that you would do differently now, knowing what you know, that you would then maybe think about in your next feature in oh, hiring? Yeah. Absolutely. First, I would try to go for for just coffees or, or lunches for a month prior, just to really get <laughs> to know the person, especially yes. like the key people, you know, like the, the PAD, you know, those kind of people or the PD you know, the people that are going to be there with you 24-7. Because you really want to see that they're really as passionate as you and it's not just another job, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. So so I will look into that. And also, if I, I, I do my next feature, I would have backup people to fire them immediately if something like, if someone disrespects anyone, you know? I, I would have right. a backup. Because we didn't do that, I, we didn't fire anyone because we had to make the film done, you know, and finding people and stuff. It's like, okay, we can do it, but it's a huge risk. And you you don't know if you want to take that huge risk, especially with so, I mean, with a tight budget and, and tight schedule. It's So I would definitely be considering like two people back of my mind just in case something happens, you know. No, I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, because uh, I was on a set, you know, recently, and uh, one of the actors was a problem. And it really can pull down the atmosphere yeah. on set. And I think, you know, it's it's tough when you have to, you know, you're like day two of 28 days with somebody. No, I mean, that's going to be like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I exactly. totally understand. And, it, and it's, it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that people yeah. have to be that way um, because we're all having this is what we love to do and we should all be supporting each other or helping each other. I mean, if anything, no. I just help um, because, Absolutely. you know, working with your DP is really important as a director. Yeah. I mean, you, you really got to be in un union with them, uh, hopefully not fighting against them. Yep. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. It, well, it's really disappointing. But but you know that's we we gotta learn at some point, right? So I, I'm I'm happy I learned that. Yeah. Now, so in my next future projects, I can really you know try my best to get the best people that that really want to make this movie the best it can be. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wearing the director's hat is so much responsibility. And, it you know, a lot of it goes on you, so you do not need distractions of having to put your mind somewhere else or fighting exactly. against somebody. It just stops the time. But good for you that you just kept saying, well, we got to get the shots done. We got to keep moving forward. And Yeah. So um, what did you end up editing the film on? What what software? Avid, Avid. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm always kind of curious. As an editor, I'm always like, 
Is everybody else? It was good, you know, like that's the least the program I least use because that's not my expertise as if I edit, you know, I like more Premiere Pro or even Final Cut Pro back in the day. <laughs> right. But, yeah. like, but my editor was incredible. She 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 was used to working with Abbott, so I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's like the premiere of the premiere, right? So yeah. I mean that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what was your process, you know, going from directing short films to a feature film? And how many short films did you do before you did the feature? Well, like good short films, I would say two. Those <laughs> 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 were really good short films because the other ones were more like practice, you know, just yes, trying to yeah. come up with something, a three minute thing, you know, a small scene, a missing scene or stuff like that. When I was 14 years old, I came to Los Angeles uh, to do a film program for summer because I wanted to see, if, you know, I liked it, like for real, you know. I was very fortunate to come here, yeah. And uh, yeah, and my my little short films from that time were the worst. <laughs> the other day, I found them and um, and, uh, and I couldn't. Uh, like this is going to the garbage. Nobody will ever see this. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I totally get it. I mean, yeah. it takes, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that can look at the first thing they did and go, oh, my God, you know, I was great, you know, exactly, or yeah. great. but most <laughs> of us, I mean, we're horrified by, oh, my God, I would never make that mistake again. And, oh, look at that cut. And, oh, yeah, yeah. why didn't I Even go to a framing, close up, you know, got me crazy. Yeah. There was one shot that the framing was awful that, no, no, no. <laughs> but right. yeah, two. I would say two, two before, before the feature, yeah. Yeah, and then um, you write and direct your I films, do. correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you did uh, Bon Appetit, uh-huh. so that that one was uh, well, that was a uh, interesting. Like I kind of like at first when I went in there and they're like, "Hey, do you want some meat?" I was like, "Ooh, I think I know where this could go." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But um, so what made you come up with that idea? And can you just tell us uh, what the story is about and then how you came up with the idea? Absolutely. Um, well, the story is about this fr- this young lady called Kate who who goes visit her best friend, Emma, for her birthday. There might be unexpected consequences because Emma always told her not to go to her house. The idea for, for this short film I think at th- at that point I was just very uh, obsessed with Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I wanted to kind of explore a little bit of horror and also comedy, which I never did. You know, I wanted to explore this this world just to see if it could turn out good. You know, and just something totally different. I, I when I write, I love just listening to soundtracks of amazing movies, you know. And then I tried my mind to go somewhere. <laughs> when they were down in the cellar, I was like, "Oof, God, you know that's scary. Like, nothing good is going to come of that." Oh no, you know, and that's the worst. So, Imagine you want to go visit your friend, and then you don't know why she's never invited you. <laughs> it was because your parents yeah. are carnivores, <laughs> right? But also that you're not even going to save me. Like, exactly. You kind of just let no. it all happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> Late. <laughs> yeah. See, reevaluate your friendships, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I thought that was, yeah, it was very interesting. And I love where it was going. And then when it went down oh, to the cellar, yeah. and just like the um, art uh, direction was really good too. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They did so good. What was down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I take it you probably fund your own films. So how did you find your crew? And your dad was in that as well. How do you go about the funding of doing your films, making them happen? Well, uh, we for the other one, for, for our feature, we, we did uh, private equity from Venezuela. So private investors. And uh, that was possible because of Graham Greene and Selma. So how long did it take you from thinking up the idea to actually being able to film it? Five years. From Five 2015. Years. Yeah, I mean, 2015 to 18. Well, no. 15, 16, 17, 18, four, four. It's amazing because a lot of times you don't realize how long it takes to make a film. You know, we just think, oh, wow, they, oh, you yeah. know, it just happens so quick. But sometimes it's a process of, you know, you got to write it and then you have to fund it and all that stuff. So the second we started writing this, uh, I, I was like, oh, next year. No. <laughs> or how long did it take you to actually write the film? Two years, I would say, I think. Yeah. Two years. And then your dad just came out for a period of time to film it. Yes. On all of your films. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time he, he thankfully, I, I see him very often, you know. But but for all the films, he, he comes to, to L.A. Yeah, for a few months and then he leaves. So. Yeah, oh, that's be, so great that he has an opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're very lucky to have that opportunity for sure. Yeah. You have to have a great relationship with your dad. I mean, don't you both yeah. own a production company, uh, Path of Thorns Entertainment? Tell me a little bit about your relationship with your dad. The relationship with that is great. You know, it's just, we're very, we get along super well, thank God. And uh, we're ver- both very passionate. So so we decided to do a production company to continue doing our features together, you know. So how was it directing your dad? Directing my father, it, it was the best experience ever, you know, because he, he's a very good listener and he respects what I say and we it's not like we clashed or anything when when I was trying to give him an, a, a direction he always followed my advice and he and if he has an opinion I'm also willing to 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 hear what he has to say you know yeah our dynamic was incredible on set and even as producer writers every every step of the way you know obviously obviously there's sometimes that you, that you get mad at each other but for us it's like Five minutes after, we're like, okay, that was silly, you know? <laughs> and then we just move on and continue working because, you know, this is our future and this is our production company. So we really have to put each other as heads of this production company and really take a responsibility as, as producers. So are you wanting to only direct your own films or are you looking for directing opportunities of other people's films? Oh, directing opportunities for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> I no, for sure, because I think it's important for you to to collaborate with other people, you know, to expand yourself and and listen to other people like opinions and collaborate with different people. It's gonna just make you it's gonna make you grow, you know, as a director, I think. I I just like writing my own stuff because, you know, there's a certain style of films I love. So you're working on a couple other projects right now, aren't you? Um, you're in writing development? Yes. At this point? You're, yeah, we're in writing development. And I'm also doing, you know, I'm in the process of doing the writing and also doing the 
pitch decks and stuff like that to see when we can get funding because we want to try to do uh, kind of like a package of films to fi find funding mm -hmm. that way for the development and for the rest. And then um, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, films or the scripts, like the idea? They're very similar in ge in general. You know, one is a psychological thriller. Uh, the other one is, I'm calling it a psychological drama slash body horror. And um, oh. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other one is just horror. So we have three. One horror, one psychological thriller, and the other one's a drama with hints of body horror. Yeah. So how do you go about like writing? I mean, you you're coming up with all these different ideas. I mean, do you write every day and then do you switch oh, yeah. between scripts or do you uh, focus on one and then finish it and then you have another idea and you put it in your little journal or something and then do that? How do you, what's your writing process? Well, my writing process, I would say, um, I mean, it depends on the day. I always try to write every day, no matter what, you know, even if it's just one sentence I don't care or or just read it a couple of times until I try to write something or fix something you know what I try to do is uh, sometimes e either morning is one project and then afternoon is another one you know or you know it depends on the times because sometimes I cannot do that you know right the whole day <laughs> right yeah but what I try to do mostly is just focus on one just one project at first and then move on to the next one until, like, for example, we were just finishing now. Uh, uh, we we did a beat sheet and, and treatment uh, that we finished before, like, in, in August. And then uh, we stopped that and then we're, we're doing that, the treatment of finding a one that we're going to finish hopefully by the end of the week. Yeah, when you're writing, so are these, you're co-writing with your father? Yeah. And then how how is that process of collaboration? I mean, are you like kind of the sole writer? So you're writing the script or are you both writing and then you're kind of merging it? We're both writing and merging. Yeah. We we just share screen, you know, and we both write. <laughs> yes. So are you doing this at the same time? So you'll get on Zoom and then you'll yeah. write together or yeah. you ever write without each other? We we write with each other most of the time, and then maybe on the weekends if we cannot see each other, we someone writes something and then we share it. You know, I think that works for us a lot. So we're in the same page at the same time right away. But maybe it could also work if he writes a little bit and then I see. But then I think it's good if we both write it because we're like together all the time from beginning to end and there's no confusion and you you see what they're trying to talk to you about the idea you know yeah nah. no i think that is so cool to have somebody well one that you like and two is that you know you get to collaborate with somebody it, then because writing can be very daunting and alone oh, yeah. you know you're alone yes. a lot of the time mm -hmm. and to to find the motivation to keep going um, sometimes I can see where people just hit a hit a wall and then just can't get back up or something. But yeah. um, I think that when you're writing with somebody, then you get that energy that when might when you might be like a little bit like oh I can't think of anything. The other one's chiming in and then keeping exactly. the flow going, and then vice versa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love having a writing partner. Believe me, 
because 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 yeah you know i've had those times where i'm like i have no energy i don't want to like I, I don't know what to write uh but then he does have the ideas and then he motivates me with one idea and then my bulb like you know turns on so so it's always yeah writing by yourself is tough it's 100 tough like yeah. people that do it by themselves bravo you know <laughs> because because i think and also it gives you discipline to have like a writing partner you know because you're like every day at this time we gotta write and there's no excuse yeah you know And we don't put excuses and we just show up no matter what. So so I think that's good to have a kind of yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's a time difference, isn't there? Between yeah. He, three, four hours more over there. So he's always the one that sleeps super late. Both have to have other jobs to yeah. pay the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like working around that. Exactly. Sometimes... I work, we work either in the morning because he has some time in the afternoon or sometimes we do it late at night because exactly, you know, it depends. It depends, it yeah. depends on the schedule. Yeah. So it's like a four hour, four hour in the, either in the morning or at night. Yeah. Is the big dream is to solely direct? I mean, do you, do you act at all or you're just strictly a director? Director. Writer, director. The writer, director, yeah. produce. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even show running one day, you know, TV, TV. I also want to get into TV directing as well. It's kind of like a good muscle to have to be directing TV, you know, because I know you're like not the one in control, but still like trying to follow the, the showrunner's vision. I think that's really good for you to to try to implement as a director, you know, to try to try and help the other person with their vision. So, so yeah, I, I mainly want to direct Because I think that's what gives me the most, like, joy, you know. I, I feel working with actors is my favorite thing. And having all these people help you and trying to come up with, you know, with this vision all together. And all the elements, like, working with the composers, the editors, and then all the team. It's, it's, it's just the best. So do you have any tips for directors up and coming that have only been doing shorts and now want to get into their first feature do you have any tips for them in what you've learned that you would say okay these are some things that i would think about before you start shooting before you start shooting well i would definitely be prepared as much as possible with your beats your directing beats for the actors And uh, shot lists, floor plans, all of that is very important. Um, recently, I learned something um, from a directing actors class, which I was like, wait, did I not learn this <laughs> before my feature? Because I, I, I assume, you know, when the, do, do you know what the directing beats are? Um, so, so basically, you know, you want to tell the objective and the intention for the actor and I used to have this huge binder on set where I had like two pages or three pages of notes for the actors only, you know. And I just took this class where, where she, the teacher, her name is Tessa. Um, well, it's like basically putting everything but like super small, everything in one page but like super simple. And I think that's definitely a thing that I would recommend all directors to do just to put your directing beats all in one page. Only in one page, very specific, you know, like really dig deep on what you want to try to convey 
to the actors. So so you only have it in one page because you don't have time on set to look through three pages of notes when you have time and the shots have to be super quick, you know? Like the time is so limited. Um that that would be my first my, my first um recommendation the directing beats all in one page and your directing binder like super prepared pre-production is the most important so be so prepared because you're gonna have a hundred problems on set a hundred or more (laughs) and uh what else what else i could suggest um well watching watch a lot of movies (laughs) yeah because i i think that's the only way that you can get inspired by by doing your own stuff you know and experiencing life and and uh before your first feature yeah be prepared be confident don't let nobody tell you that you're not good enough or anything because if you know your story you're gonna make it happen and you just have to believe in yourself just believe in yourself and don't listen to anyone um and don't let anybody get you down yeah don't don't because you did this story for a reason and if you believe it someone else will what what other well just get a good team good team of people that are going to support you that's the biggest one just going back to what you had shared at the beginning do you feel like if you had sat them down and maybe had lunch or coffee and really got to know them that you would have picked up that and maybe hired somebody else or how do you identify or figure out that these are not the right people to probably yeah to see pick. how to see if you click and to see how 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 much they talk to you about the projects and how passionate they are to bring the story you know but i don't know maybe i'm wrong <laughs> maybe maybe even if you go to lunch you will not, never know until you're on set so i think it's also word of mouth once you build your crew or you start working on more sets and stuff, then you start to get to know people. And then when you respect and like people, then you can ask them for recommendations. Who do they? Exactly. We all have worked on sets and say, I would never hire that person or I would definitely hire this person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great that's a great comment. Yeah. Go with people that people that people you trust recommend. Right. But most of the time, I think that when you're building your team, uh, part of it is figuring out, and especially if you work on a lot of sets, again, that's why it's so great to work on sets in between other projects is because you're meeting people. That's your networking. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's easy networking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, or I guess um, joining groups and stuff that might, you know, um, give you some recommendations too. Thanks again for being on the show. This was uh, this was really insightful and wonderful that it's always interesting to hear about, you know, when you're doing your directoral debut. I mean, how nervous, scary, but also exciting and uh, to share tips for other people. Yeah, thank you so much. Tati. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to get out there and make a film. Reach out to your local filmmakers group to get involved and connect. Please subscribe to the show if you like it and follow me on Instagram at Tammy McGarrow. Until we meet again, what's your story? <laughs> <laughs>